you got essay. Okay, so uh, how's everybody? Good morning. Ah, see. Ah, there I see who's awake now. Okay, so uh, everybody just finished their exam, came back before the Chinese New Year, and then going off next week again, Chinese New Year. Right? Yeah. I've been through college life, guys. I know what it is. I'm not some weird person. Don't worry. Okay, um, how many of you are seeing me speak for the first time? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, okay, okay. Hi. For those of you who are not seeing me speak for the first time, yes, I've been here before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how was worship? Good. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't be so. Don't be so scared. Don't worry. Um, welcome to Urban Nation. I did not know that this was going to be the first service of your year until Thursday. <laughs> And then I found out, and then he posted, well, I, I, saw, I saw your Instagram page. Welcome to the first service of the year. We've got a special speaker. Then I was like, wait, this Sunday is the first service. And I'm speaking. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know it was the first service of the year. So more pressure, you know. You know, first service of the year. Okay. Um, how many of y'all brought your Bibles? How many of y'all didn't bring your Bibles? How many of y'all brought your phone Bibles? Can. The best would always be if your Bible is up here. I'm not there yet. I'm on the way, but yeah, just saying. Okay, um, I would like to read from Matthew 6, 25 to 34. Basically, that whole passage is uh, Jesus' teaching, which is a Sermon on the Mount. And he's teaching about the topic worry. Uh, but I would like to highlight verse 33. So, seek the kingdom. I'm reading from the NLT version in case you see your Bible, it looks a bit weird. It should all be almost the same. Verse 33 it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Are you all there? Are you all lost? Do you all know where it's Matthew? It's the first book of the New Testament. Okay. Um, okay. Everybody there? Okay, you can bookmark that first. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for bringing everyone here today. Um, I thank you for each and every single one here because I know that you call them not, they are not here by accident. You place them here for a purpose. Whatever that purpose is, is I pray that it will come to pass. I pray that uh, whatever that uh, you use me to say later, it will touch their lives. Lord. Um, I bless the entire service and everyone here into your hands. In Jesus' name, I ask and I pray. Amen. Okay, so uh, I've been sort of looking through this whole thing about what to actually share with you guys for the past few weeks. And interestingly enough, when I came up with this, I did not know what was going to happen today. So today, uh, when I was in Grace, Clang, the service, the sermon was similar to whatever that I'm going to say. I did not plan that. So I did not go to the pastor and then like, Pastor, what are you going to share? I also want to share tonight, you know. God gave me this throughout the whole week. And whatever that was going to be shared today um, in service in Clang is similar to whatever that I'm going to share today. But don't worry, I'll finish all of it. Uh, okay, verse 33. 
Okay, Matthew 6, verse 33. Uh, 25 to 34, lah. but the one that I want to focus on is verse 33. Um, in 25 to 34, in, uh, in the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus talks about uh, worry, about things that we as normal humans, everybody humans, raise your hand. Right. Okay. So uh, we as humans, we tend to worry. It's normal, it's common. Uh, but there's one thing that you have to understand. There's a difference between worrying and planning. Okay? Yeah, there's a difference between worrying and planning. Worrying, this is based on Oxford Dictionary definition, not mine. Oxford. Planning is decide on and make arrangement for in advance. Worrying is feel or cause to feel anxious or troubled about actual or potential problems. If you read this whole uh, verse from 25 to 34, it's actually talking about um, God saying, don't worry about uh, whatever your future is. Tomorrow has problems on its own. God actually clothes the, the, the grass in the field, uh, the flowers in the field, that it's here today and tomorrow it will be gone. God takes care of everything. So do not worry about your future. But, 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 there is a but. Very interestingly enough, the one that I want to focus on is the but today, which is verse 33, which it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Okay? So this whole 25 to 34 talks about worry, but there is a but in between. God says, don't worry. Everything will fall into place. But first, you have to seek the kingdom of God. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Urban Nation. Come to Uniqlo. Okay. Um... So this verse, I'm going to break it down into three main things to understand. First, is seek the kingdom of God above all else. Second, is live righteously. And third, is he will give you everything you need. Okay? Very simple verse that um, if you read past Matthew 6, 25 to 34, it's da-da-da, God says, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and then 33. Seek first the kingdom of God, da-da-da-da-da. And then verse 34, so don't worry about your tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. It's very easy to read past all of this and say that, oh, God says, don't worry, ah, don't worry. Lah. Go, just go with the flow. Just take it as it is. No. God says, don't worry. But before you actually don't worry, you need to seek the kingdom of God first. What does it mean to seek the kingdom of God? Anybody got an answer? Besides pastors and all the elderly people who actually know... <laughs> <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> Anybody know what it means to seek the kingdom of God? Anybody want to try? Take a shot. No? Don't be shy, guys. It's fun to be interactive. Anyone? Oh, y'all never read this verse before. Y'all looking at me like y'all never stumbled across this verse before. <laughs> it's actually a very common verse. Okay. To seek the kingdom of God, which means to put um, the things of God in priority, first priority. If you read Haggai 1, Haggai 1 is a book in the Bible, okay? It's not a storybook. Haggai 1 is the book in the Bible where it actually says that um, there, there was a remnant of people who actually left uh, under the captivity when the Persian army came to Babylon. They left, they went back to Jerusalem, and they were supposed to rebuild the temple, okay? Rebuild God's temple. 
God gave them materials, God gave them everything. Okay? So they went, went back, then uh, they started building. Uh, but when they were building, there were a lot of opposition, there was a lot of conflict. So uh, people from the government, people from uh, authorities, they didn't want them to finish the build. So what happened was, they decided to leave it, and then they went along with their lives, built their own house, built their own whatever, lived very happily. So God spoke to this prophet Haggai. So for 16 years, uh, they built and then they left it there. So for 16 years, it was there. Then God spoke to the prophet Haggai and tell uh, Haggai, tell the people of God to go back and rebuild the temple. Why are you actually um, gathering up the wealth and building and living comfortably while God's house remained like half work, not even done? Why? This is what it means by priority, to set your priority right. When it says, seek first the kingdom of God above uh, all else, which means to put God in first place. What does it mean to put God in first place? How many of you all has done that before? Again, not referring to the older generation. <laughs> no offense, but yes. How many of you all actually have done that before? To put God first. It is not something that is easily done. I know because I've done it. And uh, I've said a prayer which led to a lot of very weird and painful experience, but it's worth it. How many of you all know this song? Um, shoot, what's the song name? I don't remember the song name now, but I know this, uh, this, this line in the song where it says, break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything that I am for your kingdom's cause. Okay. I said that prayer before, and there are consequences of that prayer. When you tell God to break your heart for what breaks his heart, and you mean it, you will actually be able to see what the world truly is. You see how... Uh, oh yes, Hosanna. Yes, thanks. The song name is Hosanna, so you can go and look that up later. Um, it really... You, you see the broken state of this world, of people, of how man has fallen. You read the whole Bible. This is what it talks about from Genesis all the way up until Revelation. How man has fallen and how we are in need of a saviour. Because it's, it's a cycle that goes on and on and on. You, you read, there are so many kings in the Bible. There are so many prophets in the Bible. God says, God brings his people back to him and then they go back to sin. You go back to him and then they go back to sin, go back to slavery, go back to captivity. It's a cycle. And you see how broken the world is. It's not because... Um, they like to do it, <laughs> but because of sin. The first sin that actually happened in the Bible all the way up until now. And the only way out of that cycle is through Christ, is through Jesus. And if you actually really take care of God's thing and live righteously, that's where it goes to the last part. He will give you everything you need. Okay. So now, any questions about what it means to... Seek first the kingdom of God. No. Anybody understand what I'm saying? <laughs> because when it's quiet, right, I don't know whether you understand or you don't understand. Like I said, guys, I've been, I've been a student before, so I've been in class when the lecturer is speaking. He said, okay, everybody understand? Everybody, mm, go back. What, did, what she say? Uh? <laughs> yeah. I've been in your place, guys. Because I've also done the same thing. La. Sometimes I just, uh, okay, okay. What? Ah? Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. So to live righteously, I'm going to sum it all up for you to live righteous. Uh, 
not to live righteously. To seek God's kingdom first. Wait, live righteously is the second point. Okay, anything that threatens to come in between your relationship with God. When you live righteously, you have a good relationship with God. You know where, um, what His will is for you, what His will is for the world. And you carry out that will. You carry out that plan. Because you put His kingdom first. If you put someone's kingdom first, if you put um, someone's priority first, it means that you will do that first before your own self. And anything that threatens to come in between that, your relationship with God, how do you put God's kingdom first? You have to have a relationship. You have to know Him in order to actually put His things first. If you don't know God, you wouldn't put His things first. Correct, right? If you know that your friend really needs, really, really, really thirsty, they want to drink, and you care for your friend, you're going to grab a water. I mean, logically, because some people are ah, thirsty, ha, 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 laugh, and then, yeah. No, not in that sense. Okay? Because you care for your friend, so you put the priority of your friend there first. Okay? That's what it means to actually put God's first. Before that, you have to have a relationship with Him in order to put His priority first. Okay? So anything that threatens to come in between that relationship between you and God, that should not be an opportunity to consider. That should not be an opportunity to consider. It should be an obstacle for you to avoid. Okay, you understand what I just said? Yeah. yeah. Because when you walk right with God, uh, I'm speaking from experience, when you walk right with God, yes, He takes care of everything that you need. But when those things come in, there are a lot of temptations to get in between the way of you and God. Very easy to drift away on. That is when you have to actually be wise. You have to live righteously. That's why I say this verse is very interesting. To live righteously. To live righteously means the decisions that we make our orders in priority, what value we give to everything in our life, your parents, your family, your studies, your relationship with God, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, all of these kind of things, what, do you, what value do you give this priority? God should always be first, full stop. Nothing after that. Really. Everything else can come after that, but God should be first. The moment you don't get that right, the moment you mess up that order of priority is the moment you see a lot of things that messed up in your life or so on. I'm saying this, like I say, from experience. Okay? Um, if you want to find out more about how to live righteously, you can read Matthew 22, verse 37 to 40. I'm not going to get into the details, but you can read that if you want. Matthew 22, 37 to 40. <laughs> I always don't bring slides. I don't like bring slides. Because I... I know you all take picture, uh, after I go back, uh, I never see the picture one. So I'm going to say everything. So you all write down, so you all remember. Like I say, I know because I was a student. Because I take pictures, so after I never see one. <laughs> okay, so if you want to study more about how to live righteously, one of the examples, it's throughout the entire Bible. But one of the examples is you can read Matthew 22, verse 37 to 40. Go back, take your time and read. Okay. So when you actually put God's kingdom first and you live righteously, He will give you everything you need. In some uh, translation, it actually says He will add to you. Uh, but when it says add to you, it means uh, about verse 25 to 34. Verse 25 to 34 talks about things that you need in life. What, don't worry about the things that you need in life. For as God has actually uh, taken care of all these things in life, He will take care of you. Okay? Everybody clear? Am I going too fast? No response. Am I, am I going too fast? No. Awesome. 
Okay, he will give you everything that you need. Note that it says that you need. In some translation, it says added unto you. Like I say, when it says added unto you, it's referring to passage 25 to 34, which says which highlights things that you need. Okay? Same thing, ah. Uh. Different versions of the Bible, I know you will see different things, one. It is what you need, not what you want. Because what you want may not necessarily be always what you need. Everybody agrees, right? Yes. Yeah, you're old enough to know what that means. The beautiful thing about this is that God says, put him first, live righteously, and he will take care of everything that you need. What better way to know what you need and to ask from the person who actually created you? Correct or not? You all understand all that. <laughs> okay, no, you're, you're like, I don't know whether am I going like too deep and then you're like, oh, okay, I understand. Or you're just like, I hope, I hope not, lah. okay. If you read Isaiah 64 verse 8, that is where it says, uh, it talks about the God who created you. Okay. You all know God created you, right? Awesome. It's human nature to want a lot of things. I, for one, can speak for myself. I want a lot of things. I definitely want 200,000 in my bank account tomorrow, like that. Uh, I want a very nice car, very nice house. One, I want everything, but is it what I need? If I get a 200 ringgit check tomorrow, what's the use of it? Make me happy? Or do I use it to glorify God? Not necessarily saying that it's a bad thing to, to get 200,000 in your check, in your bank account tomorrow. I wasn't, I'm not someone who's actually born into uh, a family who's very well, like, oh, yeah, we come from a big bungalow, we come from, no. We have enough to live on. God provides everything, sufficient, which is an amazing testimony. And because of that, I am where I am today. Because of, um, if I really, really, really gotten what I want, I don't think I will be here today. Honestly saying, if really God says that, oh, this is what you want because you have served me, I'll give it to you, I'll give it to you, I'll give, 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 give. I'm not saying that God doesn't give, He does. He loves you, but He gives you what you need because He knows you more than anybody else, more than your parents, more than your siblings, more than your boyfriend, girlfriend, or even your husband and wife because He created you. He knows you. If I really got them what I want, I wouldn't actually be able to understand and do what I do currently. For the past, I was speaking to you just now, yes. For the past 11 years of my life, I have been serving in ministry, being a, a trainee, a leader, a trainer, an advisor, and almost all the different roles and level in leadership that has taught me a lot. From serving in worship team, to the PA, to the ushering, to every department that you can think of that exists in a church. You name it, I've done it. It is because I actually wanted to serve. Where I am today, the blessings that I have, the things that are in my life, the, the, the things that God has given me, is because of what I have sown 
previously, which this is a very important principle to understand for all of you all, to put God first. When you put God first and you seek His kingdom and you live righteously, everything else will follow. Everybody good? Everybody understand? Okay. Do you have any questions so far? I give chance first. Before I start asking questions, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Since you say you understand, ma, so I can ask questions. Ah. <laughs> Except the last row. Because ah. if I ask, right, then you all know already. Ah. All experienced people. Not the last row, the PA. Not that one. That one, that one I can still ask. Yeah. So all the experienced people behind. You all got no questions, serious. No questions. Wow. Wow. I asked first. Uh. Ask Ray first. Uh. You want question or not, Ray? Oh, it's okay. It's a very, very kind one, don't worry. Okay, um, if you all got no questions, there's no problem. One thing I really need you all to understand from verse 33 is that put God's kingdom first. Prioritize Him, your relationship with Him above all else. Live righteously, live in what He actually designed and called you for. And you can actually see that He will provide everything that you need. Uh, I would like to share a short testimony to actually show you what this verse meant to me. I really thank God that this verse in a way was embedded, embedded, yes, embedded into me when I was really, really young. Unknowingly, <laughs> yes, I didn't know at that time until when I actually grew up the way I am today and I look back on my whole life, my whole journey on how I actually got here. How am I actually like this now today? It is because of this particular principle that was embedded into me, which was to put God first. My parents always taught me to actually put God first. Yes, thank you. My parents at the back, yeah. So yes. He told me to put God first and everything else will actually follow. And um, it is true because I've seen, I've, in the 27 years of my life, that is a testimony by itself. I am where I am today because of God. I wasn't born with a silver spoon. Not saying that it's a bad thing. If you're born with a silver spoon, there is a purpose for you. It could be that your purpose is to give more and to actually bless more and to show God to everyone else. No, not a silver spoon. No, you know what I mean, okay? In my SPM, which is equivalent to O level, I only got two A's out of ten. So I'm not very, not very smart. Sorry, I got two siblings. Yes, one got nine A out of ten, one got ten, and I got two. Yes, <laughs> and because of that, uh, I was a bit sad because I couldn't get a scholarship. Um, but what happened was my entire um, journey in higher level education is a testimony by itself. Um, when I was in diploma, I was studying for IT and my course there is about 28 students because it's an IT faculty so there's not a lot of people and all boys sadly. Yeah. So there's 28 people. Oh, you study IT? Yeah. All boys also. Uh, see, nicer than my one. Uh. All boys. Um, and what happened was, 
after my uh, my whole diploma, when we were graduating, I didn't know what I knew what my CGPA was. I didn't know what the rest of the other CGPA was. So then, of course, because half of the class is all Chinese school students, so this Chinese school students is like, oh, super kiasu kiasi one, scared to lose, scared to die one. Yeah, you give translation. Yeah, they scared to lose, scared to die. No matter what, they want to be the top one. Really, all top students, you know, I got friends, students, which are actually scholarship holders in the same course, the same intake. What happened was they were in graduation, they were like, oh, how much you get, how much you get, so on. Then came to me, how much you get, how much you get? I got 3.89 CGPA, thank God. They was like, huh, 3.89? I was like, why? You got higher? <laughs> of course, they're Chinese school students, must study like crazy. Right? I see them also, I get scared, you know. Before the exam, what, two hours, they will sit there, like, oh, ta, 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 ta. I will come one hour, then, hello, hello, go inside exam, sit down, do my exam, and then leave the earliest, and then everybody look at me. <laughs> um, not saying that you should do that, please. Um, so what happened was, they, I found out that my CGPA, 3.89, was the highest in my entire intake which actually taught all the Chinese schools. And then I was like, yes, thank you, Jesus. It's a testimony. <laughs> From someone who's 2A day, let me tell you why it's a testimony. Almost every Saturday and Sunday throughout my entire diploma, you don't see me studying at home. <laughs> Where do you see me? In church serving. <laughs> You will see me practicing for praise and worship. You will see me hanging out with the leaders, guiding youth, training people. Uh, on Sunday, I'll be serving. It will be very, very draining, but that was what my routine was for my entire diploma. On Thursday night, Pastor Philip will know this well, we're in Montfort, running CF for, um, uh, running CF for a technical school. So we run CF for one hour, and after that we come back, and then we pray, and then we go and makan. Of course, makan is important because we are Malaysians. And after that, we go back. It was a really, really um, interesting two and a half years, my entire diploma. And the thing was that my friends, which was Chinese school students, they know my schedule. They know how busy I am with church, and, know, and they know my priorities on how I put God first. To the point that sometimes group discussion, I'll be like, okay guys, you all go ahead, then you all tell me later, then uh, I do my part. Lah. <laughs> I, I do, I do do my part. Lah. I'm, uh, so um, they know that I'm really, really busy with church, and they know like, oh, Saturday, can we have a meeting or not? Uh, meeting at night only, uh. why at night? Why morning cannot? David won't be around, what? Yeah, lah, correct. Lah. <laughs> so then I had two and a half years, I was so packed with church, serving God, putting God first, and that actually showed up in my results, and that itself is a testimony to the entire intake that I was in, the 28 students that was there. They know that this is actually a good testimony for Christ. Moving on to degree. Da -da -da. So diploma finished in now degree. Okay, degree. From a 2A student, ah. 2A student. So degree, when the thing came out, thank God, first class honors. So that means, I mean, of course, uh, I didn't get a scholarship, but I didn't have to pay back a majority of my PTPTN loan. So it's kind of like a scholarship. So my entire degree was only 5,000 ringgit. The actual total cost was 37,000. So I was exempted from 32,000, thank God. Yes. Same thing, degree, I was super busy and everybody knew this. <laughs> 
and degree was actually even harder because our papers was marked uh, by our lecturers, but always um, has to be reviewed by UK lecturers. So even if our lecturers give us high marks, because they favor us and so on, the UK lecturers has the power to actually deduct the marks. Thank God for favor with both sides. Lah. Serious one. I was scared of a number of things also when I was younger. A lot of things. Example, afraid of the dark. How many of you are scared of the dark? It's okay, don't have to put up your hand. After this, we all follow the light. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that this actually taught me, and when I actually journey with God, and I begin to take my walk seriously with Him, my relationship with Him seriously, um, He actually guided me out through a lot of this, through people that He placed into my life. Thank you for Pastor Philip and his family, my parents, all these other people that God placed into my life to actually guide me and mold me. Which, like I said, uh, embedded this principle in me when I was young, unknowingly, to honour God first, to put God first. Up until to this day, I can still see the miracles of what has been actually happening. There are so many things um, in my life that I really thank God for. Because if I tell you right, it really sounds like a fairy tale, honestly. Up until today, 3 to 5 p.m. just now, I was at a conference call uh, with two of my partners. Yesterday, we met with a client. They just agreed for a very nice five-figure deal freelance. So basically, this is not my full-time job. And this client that agreed with this deal called my phone number, personal phone number, asked for me by name, and I did not even know who this person was. They called me engaging for my service when I didn't even know this person, number one. Number two, what I do on the side, I never ever promoted I never ever tell anyone like, hey guys, this is what I'm doing, da da da, and so on. If you need help, if you need this service, come and find me. I never done that, ever. But somehow, throughout the three years of me working, people have been calling me, God knows from where. <laughs> Personally, they get my number from this person, hey, I heard from this person, this person, this person, that you do this, this, this. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then they offer me deals, they offer me contracts. Like I said, it's very easy to get swifted and drifted away. So that's why before, um, personally, before I agree on anything, always submit it to God in prayer. I always submit it to God in prayer. My other two partners, they are non-Christian. They may not understand this. But the majority of the clients that we handle now, 90% of the clients are from me. As in, they call me. I, I didn't even go and find these clients. They call me. And they are the ones who offer the job to me. So I didn't go and find for them. This is something that actually you can understand when you put God first. I, throughout these past three years especially, I've been advising the youth ministry. And being an advisor and a trainer is not something that um, you have a lot of free time. You do have to journey with a number of people. You do have to talk to a number of people, disciple them, guide them, see what's going on in their life. It's not something that you have a lot of free time. I don't have time to, hey guys, this is what I do on the side. No. But somehow God just brought all of this in. Contract after contract, project after project. And it is a testimony up till today. Because my other two friends, my other two partners, they also don't even know how this happens. 
they already know that, oh, okay, you got project to do, get extra money, side income. Oh, got project to do, get extra money, side income. But I really, really thank God for his favor and his blessings in my life. Not to, not to actually brag about it, but seriously, if you put God first and you take him seriously, your relationship with him seriously, you honor that relationship, you draw close to him every day, you pray, you do your devotion, you encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ, everything else will work well for you. He will provide everything you need. Not necessarily everything you want. Like. Let me give you a very simple illustration. A three-year-old boy right now in front of you, you give him 50 ringgit worth of sweets and chocolates and all the nice goodies that a three-year-old will eat. And you give him 50 ringgit worth of vegetable. which one do you think he will pick? Logically, he will pick chocolate, right? Which three-year-old kid will I want vegetable. When you were three-year-old, you go, I want vegetable. No, right? You taste the chocolate, it's so sweet, it's so nice, yeah. They do not understand the value of the difference between this and this. They know that I want chocolate because it tastes good. But in the long run, is it going to be good for them? It is what they want, but is it what they need? That's a very important thing to actually understand. Okay? Everybody good? Carbonation. <laughs> and I really thank God for actually allowing me to go through the struggles that I go through. And uh, if you read through the Bible, there are, there are, there are people um, like Job that actually goes through suffering. Um, and God actually permits it. And you have to understand that all, in the end, all of this actually grows his relationship with God. You read, you read the summary of Job at the end. God blesses him back double of whatever that he actually gets. And you see throughout, he decided to stay faithful. All of his friends came. He said, you should curse God and die. <laughs> you must have done something wrong that day or not. Why God will actually do all of this to you? Something is not right. His wife left him. His kids left him. Everything was taken from him. But he decided to always put God first and to see him first in his life. And you see the end, it pays off. The thing is that if I actually didn't go through what I went through, if I actually uh, was really given whatever I wanted in life, I wouldn't have gone through a hard time. I wouldn't have understand how to actually counsel and talk to people who are lonely, who may have friends, but they don't talk to them because they can't trust them. I wouldn't be able to talk to people who actually self-harm themselves. I wouldn't be able to actually talk to these kind of people and say that I understand your situation because my life is nice, ma. I've been given whatever I want. I wouldn't be able to understand their situation. But because God allowed me to actually go through challenges in life as well, not say I self-harm, but I actually went through challenges in life that actually pushed me and mold me to where I am today. Because of that, I can actually go to the person who actually has gone through a hard time and say, I understand how you feel. Let's go through this together. And I really thank God because over the number of years, I actually have seen um, a number of these people actually come out from whatever nonsense that they were in, and they are actually doing really, really well today. Some of the point, some of the people, um, I tell you the story, you also, like I said, uh, it sounds too good to be true. Serious, it sounds too good to be true. It sounds like, uh, yeah, this is just another story. Lah. It's like a fiction, a non-fiction, a fairy tale. But I can tell you that God actually can come through with that. 
only if you actually put him first. Everybody understand? Anybody got any questions now? If you put God first, right? If you give him your best, you give him your all. I can guarantee you one thing. No matter how much you give him, you can never outgive him. No matter how much you love him, you can never outlove him. Because he is the one who actually created everything. He, you read the Bible, he is love. No matter how much love you give him, you can never outgive him. So if you put him first and you say, God, I put you first, this is what I need. Even if what I'm saying is wrong, you know what I need. I trust you to supply what I need. And you trust him to actually do that. You will see the rest of your life will be very, very interesting. I'm not going to guarantee that it's a very good life. <laughs> it will be interesting. Because whatever struggles, whatever challenges you face through, you don't look at it as, um, oh, God is putting me through this because I'm being punished. Look at it in a way where maybe God is putting you through this situation today because tomorrow you can help someone who, is, who was in your situation today. You may be going through things that you are going through now uh, in private, nobody knows about, that is hard, that is painful. You need someone to talk to. Don't feel that it is a punishment. Sometimes God places those in your life because He needs you to turn back to Him. He needs you to come back to Him because you're drifting away with whatever else that you feel is good in your life. Put God first, put your priority right, and you see everything else will follow. Everybody good? Okay. So I'd like to challenge you guys today. Put God first in your life and see how it works. This is me speaking from experience of 27 years of being alive. I know what it feels like to have friends and still feel a bit isolated when you are in a group of friends. I know what it's like to feel that uh, people don't like you. I know what it's like to feel sad. I'm still human. Just because I'm speaking up here doesn't mean that I'm better than any of y'all. I've went through what you guys have went through. I know how it is to start from ground zero. I know what it's like to actually help someone and don't expect anything written. And you can see that in everything that you do for God, God honors it and He will actually take care of you in the future. And my whole life, like I say, it's a testimony of how God has actually brought me through. And I'm really, really thankful for that. I hope that I get to live longer. So yeah, more insane testimonies to come. Everybody good? Okay, so we're going to pray. But whatever that I've said just now, I really want you all to take into serious consideration on putting God first in your life. Honoring Him, living righteously, and trusting that He will take care of all of your needs. Because, like I say, I say this from experience. I have gone through a lot of things that uh, I didn't like. (laughs) But if I really got them what I want, like I say, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to actually do what I do. I wouldn't be able to speak to someone who actually feels lonely. I wouldn't be able to bring someone out from a very, very, very terrible place that they were in. I thank God for allowing me to actually do that, for using me to do that. Because right now, I actually, when I actually look back and I talk and I follow up with these people, I see how God is using them 
to bring someone else out from what they have been in. And I'm really, really happy for that. So, okay, we're going to pray. God, everyone who is here who has heard the message, God, I pray that um, it soak and it will seep deep within their soul. That this principle, they will understand of honouring you, of putting you first, of seeking your kingdom first, of living righteously first, Lord. Lord, I pray as they do this, as they put you first, that you will honour them back. You will provide whatever that they need, Lord, be it in family, in finances, in schools, in their relationship, in church, in everywhere and everything that they do, everything that they touch, Lord Father. God, I pray, Lord, for all these people who are here today. I know they are not here by accident. I know that whatever they have, you have told me to share to them is also not by accident. I thank you for the testimony that you have allowed me to share with them of how you have worked through my life, Lord Jesus. I pray that today, as uh, we're going to be ending the service, that you will work within their life, Lord Jesus. You will, they will challenge, Lord Jesus. They will take up this challenge and they will decide to put you first. And God, I pray that you will give them equivalent, if not even greater, insane stories than whatever I have. Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that as they trust you, as they walk right with you, Lord Father, you will continue to watch over them, their family, their loved ones, Lord. I commit everyone here into your hands. In Jesus' name I ask and I pray. Amen. Amen. Did I finish on time? Yeah. Okay. Hello. Okay. Okay. So we'll go through the announcements. Oh, before that, we have an urbanation recap video. Yes, so that was the recap video. Stay tuned for more events that will be coming up this year. Which is that. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the announcements. Okay, so um, you guys know that normally every Fridays we have prayer meetings, all right? So we will resume with our prayer meetings after Chinese New Year. So stay tuned for the updates. Check out our Instagram and also be aware on the WhatsApp group. Okay. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, this is a very important news. From February onwards. Okay, from February onwards. Okay. Urban Nation and the adult service will be combining. So there will be one service every Sunday, which is at 10 p.m. Uh, 10 p.m. <laughs> 7 p.m. <laughs> All right. So um, it will be a call, a family service. So we have adults, we have the children here, and we also have the youths. Okay. But the service, the service flow still stays the same. So we're going to be one big happy family. All right. So every Sunday is here at 7 p.m. Okay. So the time is still the same. Yes, the adult service from morning will be together with us. Okay, next. Okay, we want you. Only you. <laughs> okay, we want you to help uh, gain experience and serve together with us. Right? You can help serve in the publicity team, you got the media team, and you have the worship team. Alright, so now, let me introduce you to the leaders that you need to find. So, for the publicity team, you have to find Joel Balang. 
Okay. And then for the worship team, you find me. <laughs> okay. And for media team, you find also Joey Abala. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, to introduce you to the other leaders as well, we have Sinyi. Okay. We have Ezekiel Philip Thomas. And we have Rehan Ariel Arumagum. <laughs> okay, so yes, uh, we are the councils. Okay, if any, you have any questions, any um, inquiries you want to ask about urbanization, you can come find us. Okay, you want to bring a friend or you want to find transport for the friend. Okay, please come find us as well. Okay, next. Okay, happy Chinese New Year to all the Chinese people. <laughs> If you're Indian, it's time to you. Happy Chinese to you too. Okay? <laughs> right, so yeah, I mean, we're going to be having a break, right? Everybody's going to be going back to their hometown. So uh, please remember, travel back, uh, travel safe back to your hometowns. And don't text and drive because you'll be fined 300 ringgit. Yeah. Or you might crash. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, have a great week. Okay. Yes, next week uh, we won't be having a donation service. We'll be having the morning service. So everybody, please, if you want to come for church, you come for the morning service. If you're going back to your home, hometown, all the best. You can go to church there. Okay. Right. Supper. 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 Okay. It's at Blue Moon. What? You guys don't want Blue Moon? Yeah, I put the Blue Moon there. <laughs> Okay, big joke. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next. Next. Okay, good. Right, so we have come to the end of our service. Thank you all very much for coming for Urban Nations 2021 service. And God bless you throughout the whole year. Stay blessed.